show you how much of a friend he is. Fucking friend. Oh, friend! Friend! Fucking football friend! I never thought we'd get that wound up. Yeah. Jane, what are you doing? Oh, friend! Friend! I'm not your fucking friend, all right? All right? Oh, friend! Friend! So, are they friends or not? Good afternoon and welcome to British Television Invasion, episode four, Girlfriend. My name's Sean and I once munched off a whole rugby team. My name's Laura and I too need special bras, especially made. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How are you doing? How are you doing today, Laura? Yeah, not too bad. The clocks have gone back, so it's been a bit of a weird day. It's always... It's always confusing, but even though it's only an hour, I'm a bit jet-lagged. How about you? How are you? I've been doing fantastic. Just spent pretty much all day today cleaning up the former El Dude Brother studio and uh, converting it into the Little Dude Brother nursery. Oh, um, have you put the stickers up? No, not yet. Not yet. You've just been cleaning it. Um, Oh, that's nice. That's 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 a big day when you do that. Yeah, we're getting the crib here at some point today, so... I think once the crib goes in there is when it's going to be really, really fucking real. Yeah, shit, shit, shit gets real. I remember when um, I was pregnant with Sadie and we put the cot up and I remember it being like, just feeling like really different. Like it was suddenly a reality. It was like, oh, there's going to be someone sleeping in that cot. Not that she ever did, I have to say. <laughs> she never slept in the cot much, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we had a 3D ultrasound yesterday and it was incredible. There was one point where the ultrasound technician was like, hey, you know, daddy, come over here. And I was like, okay. And she's like, get really close to your wife's stomach and just start talking to the baby. And I was like, okay. And so I started talking to the baby and the baby literally turned towards me. Oh, he knows your voice already. That's that's really sweet. Yeah, it's um, the 3D scans are amazing. Like it's, it's crazy what they can do these days. Oh, it's nuts. We got to see a smile, a frown, latching onto the umbilical cord Aww. like they started sucking on the umbilical cord yeah that's... and what the technician was telling us is that they use the umbilical cord as practice for when they actually latch on to a nipple oh wow that's i didn't know that that's amazing i mean she could have just been full of shit but that's what she that's what she said to us so i have no reason to think she was full of shit once you see the umbilical cord you'll realize how gross that is <laughs> <laughs> Those things are not nice. You would not want one of those in your mouth. Oh, the only thing that was a little disappointing was that for a lot of the scans, the umbilical cord was right in front of their little face. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a little tough sometimes. There's one picture where the umbilical cord is where his arm should be. Right, So it looks like one of his arms is like a snake. (laughs) It's weird because because the 3D scan picks up liquid as well. You get like weird... Like some of Esther's ones have got these weird like globule things sort of just in there as well, which is a bit odd. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was a really incredible experience. It's awesome. I highly recommend if you're going to have a baby to get one done. Oh yeah, definitely. Like Like, I wasn't sure about them. They, because I didn't have one with Sadie because they sort of give, well, they sort of give me the creeps a little bit, but in spite of the creepiness <laughs> because i kind of thought with esther like oh if i never have another baby like i should have one just for the experience and i was really glad that i did so yeah i don't know how we're gonna segue from 3d ultrasounds over to the in-betweeners but no uh like, let's go ahead and 
segue over that way. One, in one day your son will be a horrible, smelly teenage boy. There you go. That's the segue. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just put the peep show music in again and just have it like... Okay. Next scene. Scene, yeah. And scene. Yeah, so... This episode I thought was very funny. Yes, this is a good episode. Um, I'd forgotten how funny this one was. I watched it this afternoon while I was um, cooking. And I was laughing a lot. And Phil was like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, oh, the Inbetweeners. He was like, oh, so now you've gone from chain watching Peep Show to chain watching the Inbetweeners. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and that's just the, that's the life of being a television yeah. podcaster, Phil. What can you do? What can you do? Yeah, I know. It's our job to bring you this cutting edge uh, or cutting edge commentary, this hard hitting commentary. And um, so the first scene is at a party uh, and Will starts the episode as he always does with his little uh, commentary, his little narration. And he tells us that it's a typical Saturday night in suburbia and he is at Wendy's party. It's the kind of shit party that happens most weekends. Yep. And he says that her parents were upstairs waiting for the house to be trashed and they would be down at 1130 to turf them all out. And the whole gang is kind of downstairs, bored, senseless, wondering how they'd ever get laid. And everyone who is any way cool was somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So were you much of a partier in high school? So I went to a lot of these sort of parties. I don't think I don't think it would be fair to say I was much of a partier because these aren't really where the wild, wild crazy stuff happens, but I did go to a lot of these sort of parties. Yeah, how about you? I was not really a party guy in high school. No, what did you do instead? Uh, video games and cigarettes. Ah, okay, yeah. So this was certainly by the time I was in sixth form, so by the time I was Will and the gang's age, this was something that happened all the time. And I remember particularly if someone had parents who were like out of town or... Um, a single parent who was more likely to be off maybe on their own by the time the children were a bit older. Um, we had a friend who was the like the best friend of my first boyfriend. And he uh, he was, it was just his mum at home. Um, and his mum had started going out with a guy who owned a pub. And so on Saturday, Friday and Saturday nights, she was often to be found like helping him behind the bar at the pub. And therefore, his house was often free. And therefore, many of these sorts of parties would happen. I've only ever thrown, like, two successful parties in my entire life. <laughs> I, I think that's maybe two more than... Like, I've never thrown a party that really went well or that I felt had gone well. Like, I've always felt like the other great parties are happening elsewhere. Yeah, I had a housewarming party when I moved into my house when I was in the military. And that was a lot of fun because that, that party ended up getting, like, really fucking crazy. Yeah, I um, guess when I was a student, I had I had parties that maybe were more successful, but in my own right, no, I've never thrown a party that was that good. One thing I have kind of come to the realization of is that for me, the military was much more of a formative, was much more like my, my in-betweeners experience than high school was right. because high school, I was just all about, you know, video games and, you know, hanging out with my friends where I didn't really... Like I didn't really, and I was kind of, I was shocker, very unpopular. So, um, you know, I didn't really get invited to parties, but once I got into the military and I kind of opened up a little bit, I had a lot more of these experiences. So it's funny because as I'm watching this show, I, you know, think back to high school, but really what really jumps out at me is my time in the military. I think at actual secondary school, I was not the sort of kids who was going to, to, parties really like I was too sort of geeky and 
you know, like just not that sort of girl. But by the time I was in sixth form, because I was, I think I've mentioned, I went to a boys' school, so there were fewer girls. I had like rarity value, and I got invited to the sort these sort of things. And I was in with a different crowd of people. Yeah, that, I mean that makes total mm. sense. Yeah. I like how Wendy just kind of she walks up to Neil and she just tells him to like get the arm off, get off the arm of the chair and Neil's like oh sorry is this a thing um, that ever so my dad to this day tells us off or tells the girls off for sitting on the arms of sofas is this a thing that you have experienced I get the feeling that Wendy this is directly coming from Wendy's dad yes I could see this coming one hundred percent from Wendy's dad I don't really know why because you know what's I, I don't think I would stop the girls from sitting on the arms of our sofas. I think it's fine. I don't I mean what's going to happen. Yeah, who knows? There was probably at some point in somebody's life there was a arm that broke. <laughs> I think that the general consensus is that the arm is not the strongest part of the chair. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Will is kind of giving the boys a hard time and he's like, "Although it was nice of you to invite me, this doesn't seem like a very cool party." And Simon says, "Oh, I'm sorry. You know, did you cancel your night out with Paris Hilton?" <laughs> A very dated reference, in yeah, my opinion, very dated. Uh, to be here. And then he asked Wendy if she has any more beer. She says that there's a box in my dad's of her dad's small beers left, but don't drink it all because Charlotte Hinchcliffe yeah. and her mates are soon going to be there. And, you know, Will and or Simon and Jay are just like, mm, yeah, sure. Yeah, like she's really going to come. Yeah, and Will, who is not as familiar with the kind of social hierarchy as the other boys, asks why she wouldn't come. And uh, and Simon says that she's fit and popular, therefore she will not be coming. Yep, and then Jay, Jay walks in and says, oh, who won't be coming? And Simon, you know, Charlotte Hinchcliffe. And Jay says, oh, I'd make her come all over my face. You know, she's got special bras made because not only are her tits big, they are also perfectly round. <laughs> I don't think this is a thing. Uh, I can see in your notes you've, you've queried this. I've never heard of anyone having to get special bras made because their boobs were too round. <laughs> I, I, I love this because this is just the kind of stuff that, you know, guys think is true. It's fucking funny. Yeah, it's the sort of thing I've heard, like, a lot especially being around teenage boys when I was that age of like, yes, the sort of myths that get passed from generation to generation. Jay says that, that Charlotte once munched off a whole rugby team. Will just is like, Oh, that's, can that be true? And Jay just says, you know, no word of a lie. I heard it. And Will just correctly points out that our school doesn't even have a rugby team. And Jay always the one to keep, you know, something going, never admit his fault says, Oh, it was another school. Then, Simon wants to know which one, and Jay just says, it happened. <laughs> and then Simon says, oh, you should be able to tell me where it happened. And Jay says, you can ask her yourself when she gets here. Yeah. And uh, and Jay says, except she won't be here. Yeah. Um, at this point, somebody, a, a boy that we've not seen before, comes into the room or comes over to the group, and he addresses Jay and says that he is he's going now. He says, I'm off, mate. See you soon. And Jay says, uh, all right, then. And they sort of have like a friendly exchange. Um, and the rest of the boys are really surprised to see Jay speaking to someone else and asks who he is. Uh, Jay says he's just a friend. And they all then start probably doing the most famous thing to come out of the in-betweeners, which is mocking this and saying, oh, you've made a new friend. Friend, 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 friend. 
soccer football friend. Yeah, Jay says that he uh, knew him when they were doing trials at West Ham. He's just moved into the area. He's just some guy. And they all start making fun of him saying, oh, some guy. He's just some guy from uh, Jay's West Ham trials that never happened. (laughs) (laughs) And they start doing this, like, thumbs up thing. And they're just like, oh, friend, new friend. And Jay is just, he's like, fuck you lot and just walks off yeah is it weird to you when you all of a sudden meet like one of your friends friends that you've just never heard of this person you've never met this person then all of a sudden they're like oh here's my friend i guess yeah i guess it is i mean i can't think of like an example off the top of my head of like where that's happened but i could see with someone like jay why it would be why it would be mockable yeah uh my friend Brian, who I will feel comfortable saying his name because I know he doesn't listen to this show. Uh, he's very like quiet guy, and so I kind of had thought that I had met all of his friends, all like two or three of them, and um, then just all of a sudden one day this new friend Eric showed up, and he was like, "Oh, this is my friend Eric that I've known since high school," and I'm like, "Wait, what? You've had a friend since high school? Like, how come you've never told us about Why this guy never before?" Never come like, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. Yeah, I definitely have known times like that, and I definitely think for someone like Jay that it's it's like he tells so much, he he talks so much bullshit that the fact as well that he says it's from like his trials at West Ham, which seemingly are true, um, is that in itself is is mockable. (laughs) Yeah, Simon wants to ask Wendy where the beer is, and Wendy says we're out. Will says he's going to the loo. And Jay says, for what, a wank, you wanker? And he just fires, Will just fires back right away with like, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Neil says to check the washing machine on the way back for more beer, because that's where he would hide beer. No one ever puts him in the fridge. And um, at this point, like three really, really beautiful women walk into the party. Yes, to the strains of Stop Me, which was a horrible cover version, song that was very popular back in the day and it made me very angry at how much I hated this song. I remembered how dreadful it was. And Charlotte walks in and they are all absolutely so surprised that she's turned up. Um, And Simon says, fucking hell, she's turned up and that is now officially the coolest party they've ever been to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Charlotte is played by actress Emily Attack, which is a fucking badass last name. That's a great name, name. yeah. I hope that is her real name. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it says on uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, and we then cut to the kitchen where Will is looking for booze. He's having a look around in the fridge, in the washing machine. Uh, he says there was one small, small bit in the washing machine, which was presumably Neil's. Uh, he goes into <laughs> the fridge and to his surprise finds a bottle of champagne, which he starts to open, which is a bit not cool. That's not good party etiquette charlotte walks in and says i think you've got my my champagne and will just is a little petrified because of he's having to talk to this beautiful woman and he just tries to start you know making small talk with her and he says did you know the original champagne glass is said to be modeled after marie antoinette's breasts (laughs) and charlotte wants to know do you always start conversations off by talking about breasts and will says no 
how's it gone? And she just says, quite badly, and <laughs> Will acknowledges this and just says, right. Um, back in the living room, the group are looking at one of Charlotte's friends, and Simon is saying how beautiful she is, and she's got beautiful eyes. And Neil says that you get weird around girls like a stalker. Um, to, to which Simon <laughs> says that he doesn't, and uh, and Jay agrees that he does. Um, and he sort of looks out into the kitchen for um, for Will, asking where he is with the drinks. And he, Joe, uh, Joe, who the hell is Joe? I don't know why I said Joe. Jay uh, decides to um, to go out and look. And we then cut back into the kitchen where we see Will and Charlotte having a conversation. And Will says that he hasn't yet told his friends that he's joined a state comprehensive. They think that he's doing voluntary work for UNICEF. And Charlotte finds this really funny. She's sort of fawning over him and, and laughing and calls him a pretentious twat. Yeah, I love this. Uh, at this point, Jay walks into the kitchen and he just is like, Oi, did you get us any beers? And Will just is like, oh my god, uh, hi, Jay. And Jay instantly kind of starts cock-blocking Will. And he just says, listen, if you really want to laugh, you should come and chat with me. I'm about 50 times funnier than him. And Charlotte just looks totally unimpressed by this and asks Will, is this is this guy, is he for real? And Will says, regrettably, yes. And Jay, not really understanding what's going on here, just says, yeah, I'm totally for real. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm funnier. Even you'd say I'm funnier, wouldn't you, Will? And Will says, uh, no, not really. <laughs> um, and Charlotte says, okay, then, um, if you're so funny, make me laugh without undressing. And Jay <laughs> decides, the first thing he decides to do is the crazy frog. He does a spot on impression of the crazy frog with the full on. And he sort of does it for longer than is comfortable and then stops yeah. and looks straight in the eye and says, it's the crazy frog. <laughs> yep. I love that. And, uh, I had never seen this video or anything and I watched it after the crazy frog didn't make it across the pond. Yeah. I don't think it did. Uh, but I watched the video right after this and was, was pretty blown away by how spot on the presentation was. Yeah. So the crazy frog was, a, he was a big deal here. He had a number one single. <laughs> <laughs> Not joking. That, that actually uh, happened. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte just says, okay, if will ever stops being funny, I'll come let you know. And then she tells Will, she's like, come on, you. We go back to the party and Will and Charlotte have gone off together. And Simon says, what the hell is going on? And Jay says, fuck knows, but her and her mates must be having a snogger-twack competition. Um, which is such a Jay thing to say. It's so, it's so <laughs> ungracious. It's also so just like, uh, I, I think one of my favorite Jay traits is just his lack of self-awareness. Yeah, definitely. It really, his lack of self-awareness, like, really, really, really cracks me up. Yeah. Um, Simon then says that, that this is brilliant news, like, this typical Simon trying to see the kind of, like, the sunshine in any situation. And Jay says, how is Will going off with Charlotte Big Jogs? Brilliant news. And and Simon says, but this must mean that things have really changed. Like, girls must be about to finally notice us for who we actually are. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Again, Simon with his endless optimism. Yeah, it's it's really sweet. Like you can't you can't be cross at Simon because he he does always want to see the good in every situation, and he's found the silver lining here. Simon tells Jay he's like you're fucked though because you're a twat. You know, as they're kind of going on, Simon and Jay start to talk about. You know, I thought she was seeing someone in our year, and Simon says, "Yeah, I heard she was seeing Donovan." And Neil says, "No, no, who is it?" And then. Jay and Simon start doing this really funny thing where they say, like, is it Donovan? Is it Donovan? And Will 
and or excuse me, poor Neil is always like, oh, I can't think, I can't think. And they're like, is Donovan, is Donovan? And, you know, poor, poor Neil is just, he's way over his head. Yeah, he is. It, it, this is taking way more brain power than Neil's got. And it is going to be what gets, uh, gets Will beaten up. Um, we then cut yeah. to upstairs where Charlotte and Will are making their way into one of the bedrooms. And Will says that, you know, is this a practical joke? Because if it is, then he's completely fine with it. But he'd like to know so that they can all have a laugh about it and then, you know, get on with their lives. And she says that it's not a practical joke. Um, and he's like, no, of course, I didn't think it was. So this is one thing that was kind of fucking with me in this episode is that I had a really hard time, like, trying to get a read on the situation you know like what are charlotte's like true intentions with will i do think that she likes will because as the series progresses like there there's more inclination there's more inklings that that actually she's not just completely doing it to mess with him or as a rebound but i also think this is probably like a rebound situation for her like she's doing it to to fuck donovan off Okay, I actually was going to talk about that later, but that's, I mean, that's good that you're kind of on that yeah. train of thought. Yeah, too. that's the, because ordinarily Charlotte has got no cause to, to go for Will, but I think probably there's more to Charlotte than meets the eye, and she probably does appreciate Will's humor and his, you know, intellect and his, the qualities that we know that are going to help Will when he's a proper grown up, that that's what women are going to see in him. Like, she probably sees those things, but she's still a teenage girl and her motivations are not entirely those things um she says no it's not a practical joke and then they kiss and will has this funny line where he just says oh i I like that kiss and charlotte says well if you're you're lucky you might get more and will just is like oh my god sex (laughs) and she's like whoa 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 settle down i'm not gonna have sex with you will and he's like no 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 of course not of course not and then she leads him into a bedroom and she says how about we uh don't have sex in here, all right. And Will just looks fucking giddy. Yeah, um, I do. I enjoy this bit, but I do think that Charlotte is maybe more self-assured than your average 18-year-old girl. Like, I don't get me wrong. I've had my moments. I've been a bit of a minx in my time. But I'm not at this, like, at her age, I don't think I would have been able to pull off a line like that. <laughs> like, I just don't think, I just don't think it's realistic that she would be this... She's acting more like someone in their sort of like early to mid twenties who's been around the block a bit. Even though we have, we get the impression later that she's had, she slept with a few guys. I'm not sure that she would have had the life experience to be quite this much of a seductress. But maybe I just wasn't myself, and therefore I'm not believing she could be. But at 18, I just think she's a bit young for for the kind of like femme fatale thing she's doing. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I agree with you. Yeah. Um. Back downstairs, Simon and Jay are still kind of yelling at Neil. Oh, was it Donovan? Was it Donovan? <laughs> and then as soon as it Donovan walks in, Neil just says, oh, yeah, it was Donovan. And uh, Simon and Jay are just like, oh, my God, Will's dead. Oh, shit, we should do something. And Neil's suggestion is, well, after he gets beat up, we could take him to the hospital. <laughs> that bit really makes me laugh. I love the way that like Neil's brain works, that he thinks that's a genuinely helpful suggestion. Um, at this point, Donovan actually walks in and he walks over to the two girls that Charlotte showed up with and, uh, he kind of talks to them. Then he walks, makes a beeline straight for the boys. And he says, I heard your mates with Charlotte. 
and Simon's all like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think so. And Jay just is like, yep, they're upstairs. <laughs> and Donovan's like, cheers. And everybody just kind of looks at Jay like he's just a total traitor. Yeah. Um, I, I would, I'd, I mean, not that this isn't really a thing that happens with girls, but I'm such a worst, like I would not be down with getting beaten up. I would have caved as well. I would be the Jay in this situation. Uh, at this point, we see Donovan walking upstairs and he walks into Mr. and Mrs. Dean's room. And this part really cracks me up because this is one of my favorite traits of Mark Donovan is like that the parents just fucking love him. Yeah, he's got, he's got <laughs> enough charm to be able to charm the parents, which is, is sort of sort of weirdly cute about him I, I like that too yeah he just he walks in and he says oh i'm so sorry mr and mrs dean and mrs dean is like oh that's okay mark hope you're having a nice time and then she just tells him the bathroom is on the left because i think she's just assuming that he's looking for the bathroom yeah um uh, he walks out of the bedroom and then his smile like instantly turns into a frown <laughs> and he opens this other door and he finds will and charlotte in the middle of making out and will just like totally has his hand on one of charlotte's perfectly round boobs <laughs> yeah um and he sort of growls what are you doing um, no sorry charlotte sort of is surprised that he's like what are you doing here and he just growls he's like glowering at will and without taking his eyes off will he's like i've come to see you he says to will to leave and she's like no stay and then immediately she turns her attention to him and says look this is is finished mark like i told you you need to go. I like Will here because he goes from being confused as to what he should do to, um, like, he sees kind of Charlotte standing up to Mark and realizes that Mark's probably not going to do anything to him. So then he starts to get, like, a little big for his britches. And um, we have this very funny part where Donovan's like, all right, I'm going to tell you two things. <laughs> One, she's a good girl. Be nice to her because she is kind and fragile and gentle, not like people think. And two, if you tell anyone I said that, I will kill you. <laughs> I will kill you. And he walks out of the room at this point and um, Will looks at Charlotte and he Will just says, oh, what a dickhead. And that really that part cra really cracks me up because you you know people like this where they're like the woman is what's the secret to their, you know, being tame i guess yeah um i also really enjoy you say about will getting too big for his boots here he he tells donovan that he uh he's sort of like well i mean you think he's gonna maybe say that he's gonna hit him or something but he says no i'll call wendy's parents and that's like that's the <laughs> yeah. biggest threat that will has got at his disposal is that he's gonna call the mum and dad yeah i love will's little just manning up here it's so fucking funny <laughs> um we cut to you back downstairs where donovan is leaving and the other boys are all sort of watching the stairs and they see Donovan come down and then go. And they're really surprised that he's he's leaving without there being any screaming or him, Donovan being covered in blood. Um, and Simon says that Will must have got away with it. Uh, or, or, as Neil points out, Donovan killed them both silently. Simon <laughs> <laughs> um, continues to kind of keep, you know looking at this at this girl that was friends with charlotte and simon is like oh my god she's so beautiful and she keeps looking at me and jay says she's only looking to see if you stop staring at her simon is like oh my god she's she's still looking and jay says oh it's only because you're freaking her out jay says oh why don't we go over there and neil says no i don't need to pull i've got a sure thing lined up and jay of course says oh midweek 
midweek wank, and Neil says, no, I've entered the charming, the charity blind date thing at school. Yeah, um, and Simon says that that's tragic, and Neil says that that's where you're wrong, because he's going to have his choice of three girls to take out on a date, so he doesn't need to spend his Saturday nights scaring girls like Simon does. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm... I kind of, again, enjoy Neil. Neil's the stupidest one for sure, but sometimes, like, his logic is the best. And, of course, that's a great idea to get involved in this charity blind date thing. Like, why are the others not doing this? They, they're they not very really proactive in their looking for for love sometimes, and, and Neil is, and that stands him in good stead. Simon says, well, what if she's feeling the same way about me and neither of us does anything about it? And Jay says, she's fit, she's a year above you, we'll never go for you. And Simon says, look, Will, Will, yeah, he's pulled Charlotte Hinchcliffe. Anything could happen. I'm going over. And he just walks over and he gets about, what do you think, 10 steps towards this girl? Yeah, like he's not even right in her face. Halfway. Yeah, he's, he's halfway yeah, yeah. across the room. Yeah, and she just looks at him and says, go away. <laughs> and Simon just does like a little U-turn and uh, we hear Will's narration and he says, with Simon's humiliation, the party was over. Some of us had done better than others. <laughs> so next scene, we are outside of Wendy's house and the whole kind of gang is walking out. And Jay is just like, oh, I just don't get it. Charlotte Tits could have had me and she went for that? Come on then, what did you get? And Will is being a good guy here and says a gentleman never tells. And Jay says a bender <laughs> never tells. Neil wants to know if he got to chew on her boobies. And he says... I can neither confirm nor deny. Jay calls him a bender again. Simon seems genuinely happy here. And he says, look, don't listen to them. This is brilliant. Yeah, he says, are you seeing her again? And Will says, well, I've been told to like call her tomorrow. Um, it's because she said we should hook up soon. And Simon is just like starry-eyed at this. He's like, oh, it's amazing. And then he says, but don't tell my dad anything because it's only going to set him off. <laughs> and they all get into Simon's dad's car. Yep. And uh, Simon's dad is just, oh, good night, gentlemen. And... Simon is like, no, it was boring. And Jay just, again, selling out his friend, says, nope, Will pulled. Yeah. And Simon's dad is just like, oh, well, congratulations, Will. That's great. Yeah. Um, and he says when he was uh, their age, he used to love house parties, getting off with some bird in one of the upstairs rooms <laughs> underneath the coats. And Simon's like, dad, can we not? And he's like, in fact, I think I met your mum at a house party, Simon. And he's like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, she was wild. <laughs> And, and says, after that, she didn't like just keeping it upstairs. We did it in the kitchen, in the garage. We knocked one up in the greenhouse once. And Simon is just like, oh, my God, like, stop the car. I'm going to get out. And it's, I love Simon's dad. He's he's my favorite in-betweener parent, I think. Yeah, he has this, this great lack of, um, I don't even know if it's self-awareness. I don't, maybe he just wants to be like seen as a badass in front of Simon's gr little group of friends. It's exactly the sort of thing my dad does. Like exactly the sort of thing he does. Like I completely identify with Simon's embarrassment here because my dad has got no decorum about this sort of thing at all. Yeah, it's it's very funny. And uh, Jay is like, they do it in your house, Si. Your mom loves it. Oh, it's really funny. Um, we then cut to the next day at school. And um, in Will's narration, he says that two days have now passed since he kissed Charlotte, which meant it probably wasn't a dream, uh, a wet dream, sorry. And she walks up to the group and um, says, uh, hello, boys, in a very like seductive manner. And Will, in his narration, says that putting me at a party of geeks was one thing, but how was she going to treat me at school? And um, so he starts walking with her and he says, oh, hi, hi, how are you? What have you been up to? And 
She says, well, on Sunday, me and Sarah went up to London, bought some vibrating love eggs and put them in on the train back. And I just thought that that's like a very random thing to say. I think that we what we have to establish from this is that Charlotte is like way over-sexualized for an 18-year-old girl. And she is, I don't know, like maybe she is trying to scare Will a bit or intimidate him or something. Is it possible that she's just full of shit too? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, maybe she is like the J of uh, the girls, but I don't think so. She's beautiful as well, so I think there's probably it probably is likely she's just you know. Oh my god, that would be that would be incredible to see like this episode with like Charlotte and her friends, and like you get you have like the female J, the female Will, the female Simon, the female Neil. Yeah, see where she fits in in that. That'd be we what we need is like um like Sophie's point of view in the peep show extras, we need like a Charlotte's point of view. Oh my God. That'd be incredible. Uh, Will is like, uh, Will is like very put off by this. And he says, Oh, well, you know, what restaurants did you eat at? And she says, did you hear what I said? And he says, yep, it sounded like a private matter. So I thought best not to intrude. And she says, does it intimidate you when I talk about sex? And Will says, no, not at all. I'm just interested in London restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Um, she says, you have had sex before, haven't you? And he's like, yeah, loads. He says he's done it with two <laughs> different girls, in fact. And she says that she's had 11 lovers already, which, again, I think is, if that is true, that is excessive. I, I would say that's a child protection issue. If I was her teacher and I found that out, I would want to be talking to someone uh, in authority about that because that sounds like a sex trafficking situation rather than your average 18 year old girl i would say if i knew if a if a girl at my school had had more than 11 partners in a year i think we would have i i yeah i think everybody would have known yeah i'm concerned for this girl rather than impressed by her prowess yeah uh, Will is like, oh, uh, I mean, I've actually had five. Sorry, it was five, not two. And so Charlotte says, you know, all right, stud. Well, who were they then? And Will goes with the classic, a girl I met in Australia <laughs> named Saz. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, Australia. And she clearly doesn't believe him. And she's like, so when was that? And he says in 2005. So she sort of does the calculation and says, oh, so you were 13. And he's like, yeah, it was very mature for my age. And Charlotte says, oh, was she an older woman? And uh, and Will's like, uh, no, she was a couple of years younger, actually. And then, bef- like, before he can sort of stop it, he realises what, what he said. And he's like, oh. And Charlotte says, oh, so she was 11. And he's like, Christ, no. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I guess she must have been. And he's like, Jesus, 11. <laughs> and she says, what about the other four? Had they reached puberty when you'd slept with them? And Will just says, God, yes, they were very recent. One was a couple of weeks ago. One was a few days ago. Yeah, and she's again like clearly doesn't believe him, and she's like, All right, well, I reckon that you should come around to my house on Friday night, then, you know. And like, I get why he's lying to her, but I think he would have been much better served to not lie to her. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think if he'd just been honest and said that, like, no, I'm 17, and actually I haven't slept with, or is he even 17, like 16, and I actually haven't slept with anyone. That's not insanely unbelievable i guess it just comes from that point like that place of like believing that everyone's doing it except you maybe yeah i know because she could have like you know taken the lead and stuff and yeah it wouldn't have been as awkward yeah exactly but you know he he can't believe that see laura this is why you and i should never write comedies because we would just (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, we totally take the, the funniness out and be like, well, that's not practical. That would never happen. <laughs> but yeah, Will is completely bowled over by the idea that she's asking him to come around to her house on Friday. And he's like, God, do you, do you know? And she's like, yeah, why not? It's not a big deal. I'm not a virgin. You're not a virgin. And he's like, I'm so not a virgin. And she says, yeah, I believe you. And then they walk off, and then they you see Mark Donovan kind of leaning against the wall, and he's just glaring daggers through both of them. Yeah. Um, so, on my initial watch through of this episode, I wondered, is she just doing this just to drive Mark crazy? Uh, and I really couldn't tell. As you and I have already kind of discussed this a little bit, so, you know, we don't need to discuss it any further. But I thought that that was kind of like an interesting little subtext in this yeah, episode. Yeah, I think she goes almost goes too far for it to be just that she's trying to drive Mark Donovan crazy, unless it is that she's like, it's like with so many people that, who cares, just not chop another one. But I, I agree, I think definitely that's part of it. And the fact that Donovan is so like prominent in this scene probably shows you that she wouldn't have spoken to Will there if he wasn't watching. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm. Um, we then cut to inside the school canteen and uh, Neil is reading a book very bizarrely. And uh, the others kind of ask, what are you doing? And he says, uh, I'm reading. And, and Simon's like, yeah, that's what I meant. And he says, uh, I don't know why anyone bothers with this shit. It's just like a slow version of TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that line. Yeah. I don't know why anybody bothers with this. It's just a slow version of TV. This is very much my uh, husband's uh, thoughts on reading. He just doesn't understand why. I mean, they're going to make a film of it anyway, if it's any good. So we'll just wait for that. <laughs> Uh, Neil says that he's reading for the blind date thing because it'll make him sound clever if I say I, I read and girls like clever blokes. Neil points out that, well, but yeah, once you speak to her, she's going to know that you're not clever because you lied about reading books. And Neil says, exactly. <laughs> and Will says, oh, okay, then Neil, that clears that up. Great plan. Um, and uh, then Jay asks if, uh, you're gonna says to Neil, you're gonna come around mine tonight to play Pro Evo. Is that how you say that? Is that a game? Yeah, it's a uh, Pro Evolution soccer. Ah, uh, okay. Or football, I guess. Yeah. Um. And it's a football. It's football a football game. game. And uh, and then Simon says, it depends. Will your friend the footballer be there? And then they all start doing oh friend football friend and doing like the 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 friend thing again. And uh, and Simon says best friends forever and ever. And at this. It really pisses Jay off. He's like, fuck off, right? He's not my friend. And um, Yeah, fuck <laughs> off, he's not my friend. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, you're very touchy about your friends. And Neil says, uh, come around tonight, my dad's out. Uh, to which Jay sort of takes back some of the, some of the sort of status quo and says, uh, oh, at last. And uh, they all sort of giggle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that part. Neil's just like, oh, you should come around mine. My dad's out. And yeah, I just love that. And oh, at last. I thought that that was a very witty comeback. Um, and Neil says, no, he's going out. And uh, Jay says, what? Like, cottaging? And uh, Neil says, no, he's playing badminton. <laughs> and they ask if this is a euphemism. Yeah. And uh, Simon says, we're not going around to yours. Your house stinks. Neil says it does not. And Simon says, yeah, it does smell a little odd. And like what? Or Neil wants to know what does it smell like and Jay just says it smells like being poor and Neil just says fuck <laughs> off uh, at this point Will's mobile phone beeps and uh, it's Charlotte again 
Will says he doesn't know why she doesn't just come over and say hello. Um, and Jay says it's because she doesn't want to be seen dead with you. <laughs> <laughs> Will mentions that on Friday she'll be doing more than being said, seen dead to me. And Simon is like, oh my God, you're having sex. And he wants to know, you know, does Charlotte know you're still a virgin? And Will says, nope, I told her I got laid last week. Uh, Jay gives him great uh, tip <laughs> of advice. He says, the more fingers up, the better. They fucking love it. Try to at least get three. <laughs> yeah. And Will just looks horrified. And Jay says, I'm telling you, all the birds I've shagged love that. So what, so no birds love that then? And Jay says, well, your mom loved it. And Will's like, brilliant. Like, again, the... In the same way that Neil's dad is always the punchline to these jokes, his mum is now always the punchline to the to the these jokes. And um and Will says, No, my luck should have dumped me by Friday anyway. And Simon says, Yeah, especially as she's usually need to get back at Donovan. And Will is jet like Will's hasn't thought of this, obviously. Like he's really surprised by this idea. And Simon's like, It's obvious, like everyone can see it. It's great for you because you're gonna get to have a go on those fantastic tits. And Will's like Oh, it's not true. And they all start agreeing that, like, it is true, definitely. And Simon says, no offence, but you don't look much like her type. Um, she goes for, like, rugby players. And and Will is just, like, genuinely offended. Yeah, he's just is like, fuck off. Fuck off the lot of you. You guys don't know her. You're just jealous because a fit girl fancies me and not you. And Simon is like, oh, come on, man. Like, don't be a dick. And Will is, he he's turning on his little, like, self-righteous cycle and he says it's not all about looks and beautiful women like charlotte understand that maybe if you weren't so obsessed by that asshole carly who's just stringing you along you'd see that yeah simon has had enough and he says fine fine just get your stupid fucking heart broken i don't care i've had mates before you and i'll have mates after you fucked off uh, and will in his narration says it was true simon did still have his old friends and he was welcome to them and you see neil and jay and they're like humping books <laughs> And they're like, books, blind date books, come fuck a book with us, Simon. We then cut to Will's house uh, and he has got ready for his date with Charlotte. Um, he is saying goodbye to his mum and she is suspicious about where he's off to. And he says, just off to meet a friend. And uh, and she says, oh, is it a girl? And uh, And he says, no. And he's like, she's like, is it a boy? And he's like, no, no, it's a girl. Her name's Charlotte. And his mum is interested to hear about this and asks if she's pretty. Will says she's beautiful. She's one of the most popular good-looking girls in school. And Will's mom just says, oh, Will, don't go for the good-looking girls because everyone's after them. Someone like you will have much more of a chance if you go for the plainer girls. <laughs> and Will is just like, someone like me? Yeah, and, uh, and she says, trust me, the good-looking girls just break your heart. Let the good-looking boys go out with the good-looking girls. Um... And he's like, are you saying that I'm not good looking? And she's like, I think you're beautiful. And he sees this for the sort of like, like banal kind of parental compliment that it is. And he's like, okay, thanks for that. Next scene, we have Simon, Jay and Neil and they're just hanging out on Edinburgh Drive. Only reason I know that is because you see the street sign. Oh, that, I see on your notes that you've, you've spelled it exactly like you just said it there. Uh, Edinburgh Drive. Is that not how you spell it? <laughs> no, it's Edinburgh. So it's like E D is yeah. That's not. It's not like yeah. It is. That's not how you spell it. No. <laughs> no. F fuck out of here. I I spelled it exactly like it showed up on the horn. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I've never seen that word before. I mean, it's possible that I misspelled it. It's spelled it. like Edinburgh. All right, hold on a minute. 
just want everyone listening to know that he is literally checking the video. Yes, I'm literally <laughs> checking the video. Cardiff, on. E D I N B U. Oh yeah, wow, I really fucked that up. Okay, I stand corrected. Edinburgh. Edinburgh Drive. Yeah, they're on Edinburgh Drive, which is presumably the uh, name of Jay's Street, I guess. Yeah, like you guys near fucking extra letters that you don't pronounce. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like that is a weird one. I don't know why we say it like that. I don't know why there's a G in it that we just don't say. that's scottish though so we're gonna blame the scots for that one (laughs) um so at this point we see jay's football friend and he drives (laughs) by him in a car and he just says he's like oi jay and jay's like oh wow nice car and he they start talking about the car and he's like oh do you like it i just got new rims for it in the background you hear neil and simon and they're just like friend (laughs) friend And uh, he wants he asks Jay if they're gonna play some football, and Jay says oh, I gotta pop home now. But or excuse me, his friend says I've just gotta pop home now. But you can have a drive later if you'd like. And Jay's like, Oh yeah, that's cool, that's cool. And then his buddy drives off, and Neil and Simon just start like taking the piss out of him. And Jay is just like, He stopped my fucking friend, all right. Um, yeah. And I, I, I don't. I mean, I guess I just really don't understand like why Jay is so spun up about no, this. No, he's he's so he's such an easy mark actually, Jay, because he gets really wound up really quickly. Like his, and it's really funny to watch them just unmercilessly wind him up, and to then watch him completely take the bait every time. Because wouldn't you think like by this point, this is now the third time that we've seen they've done it. You'd just be like, yeah, he's my mate. Like you just wouldn't, you just wouldn't entertain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'd be like, no, fuck off. He's my friend. He's cool. Like, don't hate on me. Yeah, exactly. You know, for uh, having other for having friends. Yeah. Like, I also would be interested to know if this is. I'd like to know how much of the population of Great Britain uh, use this this term daily because we say it all the time. Like, if anyone says anything about a friend, we just oh, football friend. That's it. Football all, all friend. The time. And everyone I know does it of this like of my age. So I'd be interested to know. How many? It, like even my parents do it. It's so passed into popular culture that even my my seventy year old dad does it. Oh my god, that's crazy! Yeah, it's, wow, it's really, is a real thing here. For oh, friend. Wow, that's wild to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Only thing that I could think of in America. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of things, but the one that comes out to me like that is the "What's up" from the. Budweiser I was just about to say like, it's got to be the Budweiser "What's up." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the new Budweiser one is Dilly Dilly, and that's another one that is kind of taken over pop culture. Oh, uh, yeah. We, yeah, that's, we, we also have that advert. Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly, yeah. It's, I'm sure it's the same advert. Yeah. We, that's, I've not heard people say it, but I have seen the advert. Yeah. Um, next, we go to Charlotte's house, and Charlotte and Will are making out in the bed. And Will just is like, okay, just to confirm, we are going to have sex, right? And she just says, yes, I can confirm that. And under his breath, Will says, told you, mum. <laughs> and Charlotte wants to know, did you just call me mum? And Will says, no, 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 God, no. Um, they are sort of kissing in the bed and uh, and he sort of breaks away from it and then says, you know, um, I just want like to ask a question like are you gonna hurt me and she says like with her eyebrow raised like oh do you want me to and he's like no 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 that's not what i meant and she's like yeah i know what you meant will 
And he says, I really, really like you. You know, I adore you a lot, which is pretty emphatic. Um, and she says, oh, yeah, I like you too. But it's clear that she doesn't quite feel the same way. Yeah, it's this is like kind of a heart. This is kind of like a heartbreaking scene for me right yeah. here with poor Will just like he's just so blindly going into yeah. this. Um, uh, so she then says, like, come on and like encourages the, the sex to start. And what then happens is just the most horrifying, like, just awful sex scene in the history of sex scenes. I don't even think my first time was this No, bad. no, mine either. And mine was like, I mean, mine was like textbook, like, just textbook, not a great time for anybody, but it wasn't as bad as this. This is, it's so funny. Will is basically just like, his whole body is just stiff as a board, and he's using like his toes <laughs> on like the the uh baseboard with his socks still on as well yeah yeah it literally you know how like people will do like the hand rubbing (laughs) together to like i don't know i don't know if that was kind of like when i was in the military that was kind of our like little hand signal for sex like you know if somebody would like walk off you'd like rub your hands together and they you know like yeah buddy That's literally what it looks like. It looks like two pe- It looks like somebody rubbing two hands together. Like I don't I mean, even Will- think this is anatomically possible. Like the way he's laying flat on her, I don't even think this would work. No, no, not no. at all. Um, and uh, <laughs> she, she says, um, you know, you don't have to move your whole body; just move your hips. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, how would that work? <laughs> and then at this point, she's just like, oh, fuck it. And, you know, uh, again, like, had he just told her the truth, like, she probably would have got on top and just been like, okay, just lay there. I'll take care of everything. Yeah, I kind of think, like, it's weird because she says, stop it. And then says, like, oh, you know, you haven't done this before, have you? And he says he lied. And then he says, should we have another go? And she says, the moment's gone. I sort of think, like, if you've got this far, you would just say, like, okay, like you say, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of this then, like. I'll drive, as she says in Peep Show. Like, she... I don't think she just abandoned this for a bad job. Like, it seems a bit weird to me that she just sort of gives up on it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's not interested in, like, teaching a virgin everything. No, it's weird though, isn't it? It's, um... It's, yeah, uh, it kind of suggests that she was only doing it to, to get back at Donovan because she hasn't really got any interest in helping Will out here. And she's got this far, you know. Yeah. Um... Will asks if they can have another go, and as Laura said, she says, I think the moment's just gone, to be honest, and Will just says, look, sorry, I have to ask, (laughs) have I lost my virginity? And Charlotte says, I'm not going to count that one, and Will asks if he can count it, though, and she says, no, probably no, not, no. I reckon... And he just wants to know if they can cuddle, and she says, look, I'm going to get dressed, you should go before my mom gets back, and Will, don't tell your mates, and Will says... Uh, my mates I don't think I have any and then she just gets a little frustrated with him and says will you just please put your pants on <laughs> I am um, I do feel really sorry for Will here I think Charlotte's been a bit of a cow I don't think there's any need for the the way she treats him here because you know she she asked him round you know she this they you know it's not like he's not some sort of weird predator like they, this was by mutual consent and she could be a bit nicer to him now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you and I would write the most nice comedy show <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah, it wouldn't be funny, but everyone would be really nice to each other. Oh my god, it'd be so funny. Could you imagine, like, Peep Show, if you and I wrote it? It would just 
everything would just work out yeah, well for everybody. It'd work out and... well and it'd be realistic, but there wouldn't be many laughs along the way. <laughs> oh my god, you and I for one of the like bonus episodes, we should rewrite one of the in betweeners episodes as, as if we yeah, were writing like, it. Yeah, like rewrite it, but realistically, like this is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we and we would get to the end. We'd be like, "Oh my god, this was the most bullshit episode ever!" Like, no one laugh once. What the fuck? <laughs> this wasn't even funny. <laughs> uh, so we go back to the street, and it's still just Jay, Simon, and Neil, and they're still just walking down the street. You hear Simon and Neil, and they're still like, "Friend, friend." made up football friends and jay is just like oh my god just give it a fucking rest will you and simon is like oh hello isn't that friend's car and simon and neil start like "Ooh, new friend car and then jay just says i'll show you how much of a fucking friend he is and he just gets on the roof and he starts jumping up and down and he's just like friend fucking friend and he's just is going off the deep end here yeah he's completely lost it and uh simon says to neil i never thought he'd get that wound up and they're like what are you doing mate and he's just jumping up and down on the car and then the friend comes out and he's like what are you doing jay and he's like i'm not your fucking friend all right friend friend car friend um and new car friend let's go for a drive sometime and it's just like he has lost his shit i i love when neil is like so are they friends or not? <laughs> <laughs> not anymore, I think, is the answer there. Yeah. Um, and then Jay, Jay just says, See you, friend. See you later, friend. Ooh, friend, friend, friend. Football fucking friend. And I just, I love this part. It makes no sense to me because I really don't understand why Jay is getting so spun up about having a friend who has a car. And is objectively good looking and seems like he actually likes Jay for Jay. Yeah. I he, I don't yeah. understand. Sorry, I have the pen in my mouth. I don't understand what, um, like, what's in. Because I, I suppose Jay is funny. Like, I, I but I, I agree with you that he seems like a normal human and Jay definitely isn't a normal human. And, like, yeah, is <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I believe he would want to be his friend anyway, but he definitely doesn't now. But again, you know, I understand it's a comedy show. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's later that week, and we see Neil on the stage, and he's doing the blind date thing, and um, there's Mr. Gilbert is, like, kind of the MC, and then there's three girls on stage, and then there's Neil. Yeah, um, and Wilson's inspiration, it was later that week, and it was the school's blind date show, and I was there to see how Neil's brilliant book reading plan went, even though I wasn't talking to him. Um and uh, the question, the question's clearly already been asked about, um, like, who would you be in a novel or whatever? And uh, and he says, finally, the same question to number three. And number three is uh, a, a geeky looking girl with glasses yeah. uh, on who says that people say she's Anna Karenina because of her aristocratic elbow, but secretly she'd like to think she was more Jane Eyre. And there's a kind of, like, ripple of, laughter but it's not very loud because clearly the crowd at large don't get the reference uh, and mr i think Neil, i think nicole would like to <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's, it's a it's a reader's joke um and mr gilbert clearly keen to get this done says very irritably right have you made up have you made your decision and uh, neil says oh i don't know 
Um, and Mr. Gilbert's like, I know this is for charity, but we've still got another one to go, so can we get on with it? And Neil thinks about it, and he decides to go for number three. Yep, and there's an audible gasp from the audience, and Mr. Gilbert's like, she's doing her A-level four <laughs> years early, and she loves Russian literature. It's Susie. <laughs> uh, and Neil seems less than enthused when he sees who he picked. Yeah, um, uh, he... It's clear, it's, it's clear this hadn't gone as he meant it to. This was not the master plan for Blind Date. No. Uh, Will calls Charlotte again on his cell phone and he says, I don't want to be a stalker, but I was wondering if you could get back to me. And just so you know, I'm on the mobile now and not the home <laughs> number. And I think, honestly, that if you have to start a conversation, I don't want to be a stalker, <laughs> you're probably being yeah, a stalker. You're probably being a stalker. Um yeah, not how you want to impress the ladies. This is not going to get you a call back, Will. Simon and Jay show up, and they start talking to Will, and they say, you know, oh, where's your girlfriend? And Will just says, oh, you know, she'll be here any minute. And they say, right, well, we won't hang around then. Uh, and then... And Mr. Gilbert on stage uh, is is introducing the new Blind Date, so in the style of Blind Date. Did you have Blind Date over there? Was that a game show that you had? We did. I don't think I ever watched yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's the same as the format on the TV. So we've just had a guy and three girls, and now we're having a girl and three guys. And Mr. Gilbert is introducing the new um, the new set of people on, and uh, and he's asking the boys to introduce themselves. So he says, number one, what's your name and where'd you come from, which was how it always started on the telly. <laughs> and... Uh, and then we see Big John in the audience next to Will. And he says, oh, have you got a girlfriend then? And Will's like, yeah, yeah, I have. And he's like, oh, what's her name? He's like, Charlotte, Charlotte. It's Charlotte Hinchcliffe, actually, in year 13. And John's like, oh, okay, is she pretty? And he's like, yeah, she's very pretty, John. He's like, do you love her? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think I do. And uh, and then we go back to the stage and Mr. Gilbert says, so these are the boys. Let's meet the lucky lady. He gets to choose one of them. It's Charlotte from year 13. And John turns to Will <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, just like your girlfriend. <laughs> and then she says, uh, then uh, Mr. Gilbert says to her, what's your name and why are you here? And she says, my name's Charlotte Hinchcliffe and I'm here for a bit of fun. And John is just like, hey, that's your girlfriend. Why is she on the dating thing then? And Will looks clearly perturbed. And he's like, I don't know, John. And... Mr. Gilbert asks her to tell us a bit about herself and keep it clean. <laughs> and she says, well, I'm single, but I've been messing around with a few boys. And now I'm looking for a real man who's going to show me a good time. And as she's saying this, she's like staring right at Will. Yeah, she's being a bit of a cow, to be honest. I'm not sure why she's being so horrible to him. I wonder I wonder if it's a bit to sort of piss Donovan off, maybe if she's saying like she's been messing around with a few boys. And maybe it's kind of to prove a point to Will. I don't know. Like, because he lied to her. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, it's not very nice, but whatever. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it's... Interesting. It's not, it's yeah. not great, I'd say it's not great form of Charlotte's, but then she's playing games, clearly. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Gilbert's like, I said, keep it clean. She says, I'm looking for a big, strong man who really knows what he's doing. And Mr. Gilbert is like, I won't tell you again. Okay, let's have your first question. And we get narration from Will. And he says, and that was the end of my first love affair. 
to date my only love affair. And there was only one thing to do, run to my mom and cry. (laughs) And so what was your first, like, real serious, like, relationship and breakup like? Oh, my God. How long have you got? Um, It's a bit complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, so the boy that I was with, like, the first the first boyfriend, proper boyfriend I had that I lost my virginity to, I wasn't really like, I liked him well enough, but it wasn't like, it was no great heartbreak when it ended really. Um, And then the first sort of person that I really broke my heart um, was much older than me and like a complete toss bucket. Um, But I do remember the kind of like that sort of heartbreak of the, the first person that I was, ever sort of really like to I sort of went out with for a bit who didn't really like you know like it didn't really end well and how sort of having like a will situation where I was really upset and and sort of like mooned about him for ages afterwards and it was just really really like really awful and yeah and I was pure will about it I was like went to my mum and was crying to my mum yeah I don't really remember because like my first relationship I mean I'd had a couple, but my first real serious one, you know, we dated for, I mean, it feels like two years. I, I would I would probably say it was like a year and a half to two years, something like That's that. That's a long time at that age. Yeah. Well, you know, it was also one of those things where since I was kind of unpopular, she was from a different school, so... I kind of, you know, she didn't really know anything about me. And so, you know, I was just like, well, I'm never going to get anybody that's better than this at my own school. You know, like, shit, I've got anything that I can do to, like, keep this fucker going. I'm (laughs) going to fucking do. And um, so even towards the end when things were not going super hot she after she graduated high school she moved out of her parents house and she moved in with her aunt and after she moved in with her aunt it was weird because i thought we were going to see each other more and it turns out we were seeing each other less because she was out you know doing stuff with her friends and so that didn't and for whatever reason that didn't really include me and, you know, so it was kind of one of those things where it was, like, death by a thousand cuts. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, is, she, is that the girl you lost your virginity? Oh, sorry, go on. Uh, no, <laughs> no. That was my best friend oh, okay. at the time. That's, that's an unusual circumstance. Uh, not really. I mean, I guess it could be, but it was just kind of one of those things where we were both like, okay, look, like we're not going to do it with anybody else anytime soon. So let's just like, let's just get it out of the way and just do it with each other. Mm, that's a very pragmatic way of uh, sorting that problem out. Like, cause I do remember being probably about the age of Willis here and thinking like, we need to do, I need to get this shit done. Like this need, it felt like a massive thing that was hanging over my head. And I remember thinking like it needed to, it needed to happen so that it could pave the way for like the rest of my life. yeah and it was it was fine like it was it was cute you know we we did it a few times that's that's sort of um, nice i guess i suppose it's nicer than like i guess 
the way I did it, which was with a boyfriend who was like fine, and I, I mean, I did like him, and you know, we had one of those sort of like typical late teens relationships where, like. It, you know it was like it was cute and it was fine but like I don't still know him or actually I'm just looking on Facebook to see if we're still Facebook friends because if we aren't and he's got rid of me I'm going to be really offended let's have a look this is in real time that what is going on with Facebook why is it not letting me search for it it doesn't want me to know it wants me it doesn't want me to know that he's blocked me he we are still friends on Facebook it's fine he just doesn't post very often I'm just looking to see the last thing he posted <laughs> He's, bless him, mm. he's a very earnest sort of person. He's a doctor now. Um, oh, you missed out. <laughs> doctors don't earn much here, so not really. But yeah, he, I mean, he was at university for like 100 <laughs> years. Like that was the, that was, he was just like, bet, like he literally only became a doctor like maybe two years ago, which is when you consider I've been teaching for like 10 years, that's insane. Um, the last thing he posted, oh, wow. the last thing he posted was about how vaccines don't cause uh, autism which is you know an important message but yeah he was I mean he was lovely and so sweet and just bless him really kind and I just I feel a bit bad for him really that like I wasn't the girlfriend he needed me to be probably but you know yeah it was fi- like it was fine and no one's world got rocked that day I think it would be fair to say but um yeah it, it was a job that needed doing and we did it but he was very sweet and he's he's it didn't scar him for life, clearly, because he's married and a doctor. So that's good. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you and I, it, it sounds like you and I both had like fairly positive first experiences. Yeah, and in a way, like I'm I'm glad. So the person that like I was then with after that, who then broke my heart. And um, I'm glad in a way that like my first sexual experience wasn't with him because that probably would have been worse if I then had to, because we were together for a number of years and then then I burnt all this stuff in a bin and if we'd been if that if he had been the only and first person I'd ever been with maybe that would have been made it worse because he was so much older than me and I don't know like yeah I'm glad I'm glad that my my formative my most formative sexual experience is something I can look back with and be like oh that was sweet and oh he's my friend on Facebook rather than I hate him with the the heat of a thousand suns yeah yeah Yeah, for sure Which I I feel like that the other one is the way more common. Yeah, one. I I think so too. Like a lot of bit, like my best friend, for example, she lost her virginity to this boy who was she was obsessed with and she loved him and he was like she followed him around like a puppy for like two years and then he broke up with his girlfriend and she got together with him and then he just treated her like dirt and so she she's got really really negative memories around it and it's just like don't mention his name like even now fifteen years later she hates him. Mm-hmm. yeah which is like that's yeah that must be horrible to have it that way so yeah i think i think you're right i think on balance it's better to do it the way we did it yeah for mm. sure um so after that heartwarming conversation <laughs> we go to will's house and will is like kind of curled up with his mom and he just is like i'm so sad i feel sad and i realized that this was from the opening montage yes it is yeah yeah I, I assumed that this was in relation to him talking about, like, his dad leaving them. Yeah, I think because in the montage he says, it is, he says his dad leaves his mum and that's when we see him do it. I agree with you that that's, like, that's the, that is how it's presented to us in that opening montage. Yeah. The, a couple of the opening montage scenes were in this episode. We got the fucking friend and then the 
the sex part. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they were, weren't they? Yeah, we've seen everything but Neil in the, uh, like, male stripper outfit. Oh, yeah, that doesn't come to the final episode of this series. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I've seen this final oh, episode, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, his mom is, you know, just says, I know it hurts pedal, but it'll get better, I promise. And Will says, oh, I just started to make friends, and I dumped them all for this girl, and... Will's mom says, why don't we move you to another school? And <laughs> Will's just like, stop trying to make me move schools all the time, Jesus. And she just says, I don't want you to be bullied again. And he's like, I wasn't bullied, God. <laughs> yeah, it's, I love that this continuing, like, I love how um, sort of oblivious Polly is and how it doesn't matter how many times he says he wasn't bullied, she's, she still believes he was. Yeah. Um, at this point, we hear the the doorbell ring and um will's mom what'd you say her name is polly, polly yeah polly walks over and she opens the door and it's simon and jay and they say you know oh is william in and will comes over and he's crying and everything and they say hey just want to know if you wanted to come out neil's date is that weird girl who's taking her four years her level her a levels four years early turns out she's about 12 they're at milwaukee fried chicken and I just wanted to know, is this what you guys call Kentucky Fried Chicken over there? Oh, no. We, or is this just a made We up? have KFC too, but like Milwaukee Fried Chicken is like, that. that's the kind of name you, you like a off-brand KFC would have. So, you know, like a chicken cottage in Peep Show, like, yeah, you got your chicken cottage, which is like a smaller brand crap, but nevertheless ah. smaller. And then you're going to have your independent ones that, you know, for legal reasons can't be called Kentucky Fried Chicken, but Milwaukee <laughs> Fried their Chicken too, right? <laughs> sure yeah. sure uh we find out that she's so young that her mum had to go with her and so the three of them are probably sitting around sharing a bargain bucket and they invite will to come out and will says oh that does quite sound quite funny and then he just is like mum i'm off and she's just like brilliant and then they start to walk off yeah and will ask jay how his football friend is and he's just, I don't think that we're friends anymore, as I had to borrow 300 quid to get his car fixed so he wouldn't call the police. Uh, and Simon says, it was amazing. You really should have seen it. And Jay says, he's a really nice bloke. I don't know why I did it. Um, and to which Will says, is it because you've got mental problems? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get kind of Will's closing montage where he says, I learned many things from my first heartbreak. I learned a little about love a bit about anatomy, a lot about friendship, and nothing at all about sex, apart from rubbing up against the perineum doesn't count as losing your virginity. <laughs> a life lesson for us all. Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed that episode. Um, care to guess where I ranked it? Uh, I think it's gone straight to the top of the charts. Uh, I think probably if I had thought about it, I, I would have, but I have it at number three. Oh, okay. That's, uh, so Thorpe Park is above it, and the second episode is above it, yeah? Uh, no, Thor Thorpe Park is number one, Pilot is number two, Girlfriend is number three, and Bunk Off is ah, number four. okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I like this one. This one is, uh, is memorable, I think, because of the sex scene. It's just one that sticks, and the friend stuff, it just sticks out in your memory. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think that if I had ranked this before or after we talked about it, I probably would have put this one as number yeah, one. It's, uh, I, th I think of the series so far, this is my favorite, but not of my, this is not my favorite of the series as a whole. I don't think, I think probably the 
final one is but maybe once we once i rewatch it maybe i won't feel that way yeah i've just been really enjoying the show it's it's been awesome i just it's irreverent it's funny it's great i just fucking love it it's so funny it's uh, it's it's true i think is the thing that's best in the same way that peep show was true it's true in a different way but it definitely speaks to me and the teenager i once was i just think this show is fantastic like it's it's so good every episode i just think has just been knocking it out of the park and yeah what a just super funny mm. show it, it speaks to me as i've said before in a way that is like totally different from peep yeah. show it's fantastic yeah absolutely Anyways, what else have you been listening to? Did you end up listening to Limetown at all? Yep, so I've got to episode five. Um, I listened to that one today after being so scared by episode four yesterday when I was on my own in the dark that I couldn't listen to anymore. <laughs> I was So we were out last night and then Phil was doing some stuff uh, downstairs and I was like, oh, I've got like a while. I was having a shower and I was like, I'll put Limetown on. And it was so scary that I was like, well, I can't actually listen to any more of this. Like, I'm, I, I really had that moment of like, I'm going to be thinking about this before I go to sleep. You know, like it scared, it, it scared me so much that I knew it would be, it would freak me out. Yeah, uh, episode four has a very, very, very creepy ending yeah, to it. Yeah, really scary. But I've, re- I've been really enjoying it. It's really good. I'm looking forward to the new series. I'm really excited about it, and um. It's going to be great. I'm quite excited about like, the book as well. I think I might want to read the prequel book. I just love it. Like, I just think it's a really, really cool show. I, I mean, it's just, it's a really cool show. It's it's spooky and the story it does a good job of building. All the characters are, you know, the, the characters that you meet along the way are really good. I just, yeah, there's just a lot that I really like about Lime It's Town. not unbelievable, even though it is unbelievable. But, like, it's not unbelievable either. Like, it doesn't come from... It's not so outrageous. And the way it's told with the kind of, like, reporter element is it sort of... You, it gets in your head. You think, like, oh, this could happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, like I said, I, I listened to it uh, when I was kind of going through this spat of listening to, like, a lot of shows like that. Like, there's another one called Black Tapes that's a similar format that's really good that Nicole likes. Um, there's another one called Lore that's really good, but I just think Limetown is, you know, it's succinct. There's only six episodes. It tells more or less a complete story from beginning to end, and the end of episode six leaves you wanting more. That's that's good, because uh, obviously I'm, I've cheated because I'm listening to it now days before the second series so i've not been like you waiting for three years for this to come out but i'm glad that it leaves me wanting more because i want to listen to the i want to want to listen to the next series episode six is really good and one of the really cool things about episode six is that it is told in like quote unquote real time oh really okay yeah so it'll make sense when you listen to the episode but there at the start of the episode a character is basically like We've only got like 12 minutes to talk and they start a timer. And then from that point on, the timer is counting down. So. I am. Um, I, I do like that kind of style of storytelling where it's like faux reporting. And I, I like the kind of, I like any sort of um, narrative trick that means you have to, you have to have the narrative told in a certain way. So like, I like, I like books where, 
the narrative has to be told through like letters for example or like one day by david nichols is a really good example of like where it's just one day of the year the story is told in on one day of the year each year and anything like that where it kind of narrows down the the storytelling so that it has to be spartan is uh i i enjoy that have you seen a movie called boyhood yes yeah yeah i yeah i have seen that and i liked that a lot yeah, I, I would also recommend, if you're digging Town, I would also recommend checking out Black Tapes. I've just literally texted it to Phil because he, he, he like, will remember. I've just literally texted him, Black Tapes podcast, recommend. Yeah, um, I, I don't know that it's called Black Tapes podcast. What is it called? Oh, wow, they're already on season four. Oh, it is just called the Black Tapes podcast. Mm, yeah, I'll definitely look into it's, that. Like, did you ever watch X-Files? Yes. Okay, so Black Tapes is basically just X-Files, the podcast. Uh, okay, yeah, I liked X-Files. The first two... Yeah, it's a really cool show. Like, uh, series one is awesome, and then fucking series two has a hell of an ending. Mm, okay, yeah, I'm always looking for the new things to listen to. Yep. Um, are you watching anything new? So I finished, me and Phil spent our week watching The Haunting of Hill House, which was creepy. Um, I did enjoy it. I thought the ending was a bit stupid. I'm going to put that out there. Um, I But I did like it. I the, the fact that the ending was a bit stupid didn't take away from the thrills and scares along the way. But yeah, I did like it. It was a good pot boiler. If you're looking for something to watch sort of for Halloween that's a bit spooky then you could do worse than that definitely how about you uh i haven't had a chance unfortunately to watch anything new um i'm probably gonna watch making a murderer series two i've got that that's all my um, like things to do because i enjoyed series one but i just haven't like had the time to sit down and watch it by myself because phil didn't watch it with me he's not really a true crime guy so i have to save that for when i'm on my own all right, well, how about this? Like, let's make a promise to each other that we're going to at least watch the first two episodes this, by the next week, time we yeah, record. Yeah, that, that works for me. I've got some time. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll watch the next... We'll watch the first two at, at least, at a minimum, the first two how episodes. How many are the there? How many new ones are there? Uh, let me look real quick here. I'm assuming it's probably like 12 or something like that. Uh, there's 10. 10. Okay. Two episodes... Yeah, 10 episodes. Yeah, cool. I definitely will be able to watch the first two by the next time we speak. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do that. That sounds good. Um, I'm also excited for the tonight, that, uh, oh, in like 11 minutes, there is the Inside Number 9 Halloween special, which Inside Number 9 you probably haven't seen. It's a, um, it's a, a bit like Tells the Unexpected. It's like their sort of 30-minute little plays, um, each centering around the number nine in some way. And it's really good. It's written by um, Reese Shearsmith and oh, can't remember his first name. Pemberton, Charlie Pemberton, maybe. Um, he they did the League of Gentlemen over here, and they're so good. Um, so I'm really excited about the Halloween uh, Halloween special of that that's going to be on tonight. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, they're really worth watching. They're on Netflix, or like the first two series are on. Netflix, uh, or maybe the first three, and they are super odd. Like, they're really strange and just a bit offbeat and a bit kooky, but they're all about different things. And, uh, yeah, 
They re- they're really good. Yeah, only problem is that it is not on American Oh, is Netflix. it not Steve Pemberton, not Charlie? I don't know where that came from. Uh, yeah, Steve Pemberton's the other guy. Hold on, let me double check. You said it's Inside Number yeah. 9. I don't think it's on American. Inside Number 9. Nope, not on. Oh, American that's annoying. Netflix. It's a BBC show, so the ha- the Halloween one that's going to be on tonight will definitely be on iPlayer. Um, I'm sure you'd be able to find it somewhere. But they are, they're just they're great as well because you don't they don't follow one from each other, so you can just watch like a 30 minute one and then that's it. You haven't got to commit yourself to watching the rest of them. Oh, that's mm. nice. Yeah, it's they're, they're just nice little sort of palate cleansers sometimes between between shows. That is, uh, so next week we will be talking about, uh, Making a Murderer Part 2. Yes, yeah, definitely. I think that's everything for me. Yeah. We timed this perfectly because my crib hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> I was going to say that and we got away with it without the, uh, the crib coming. We will be back next week with episode five, which has something to do with caravans, which I'm really excited about. I can't wait to talk to you about it because uh, I was at my parent-in-law's caravan only yesterday and I can't wait to tell you about how, why I hate caravans. That is, it's, I've got so much to say on this topic. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Cool. So, yeah. Oh, wow. What the f- Oh my god, I just found out that the Inbetweeners is also on Netflix. I just thought it was on Hulu. Oh, is it? It's not on British Netflix anymore. Oh yeah, it's on American Netflix and American Hulu. So, well, that's good oh, to know. That's good for you. I have to go through all four to watch it now, which is annoying because it's got ads. Oh god, that, I, oh, I don't know if I could... I, I don't know if I could review a show with you if I had to watch ads. So it's only like one or two, but it's irritating. Yeah, well, that's all you need. That's all you need to, like, fuck shit up. Yeah, it pisses me off. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think that we are kind of in a post-ad world. Yeah. And I honestly just think that, like, I would be much more inclined to watch an ad if they just front-loaded, like, an entire show. If they were like, okay, the first four minutes of the show is going to be ads. Yeah, annoyingly on all four, they make you watch, like, four ads before and then, like, two ads in the middle, and it really irritates me. Yeah, see, I would much rather just have it be, show me four minutes of ads at the start. Like, I, I don't care. I'll, I'll watch it. Like, that's fine. Like, that's that would be the price that I would pay so that I didn't have to have the show interrupted with mm, ads. Yeah, I agree. It's when they do them in the middle that it just makes me want to punch someone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. All right. Well, Laura, that was a fantastic conversation. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun. So thank you once again for uh, doing this show with me. And thank you for our Patreon followers for making it so we don't have to pimp Nature Box (laughs) and Blue Apron and all sorts of stuff. And I definitely appreciate the people who have left iTunes reviews. Um, I read the critical ones and I totally agree with some of them. So... I'm going to try to like take that into consideration. So thank you for everybody that left reviews. We really appreciated yeah, thank it. You. Yep. All right. Well, bus wankers, we will see you next week. <laughs> see you week. later, friend. Goodbye. Bye. Friend. <laughs> friend. Podcast friend. <laughs> Bye.